0: Welcome to Kill Idea, where each week we take you on incredible adventures and tell stories about magnificent people from around the world. Good day, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for coming along and joining our podcast today. Uh, so we got tweets and Facebook comments streaming straight in, but we're going to have to put those on hold. Last week's topic was incredible, uh, and I uh, we will get back to you. But first, today we're gonna we're gonna bring you an incredible story, an incredible true story, about something quite unlikely for this podcast, the number seven. What an outstanding number. The lucky number. There are seven planets that zoom around our sun. Mars, closest to us, is 70 million foot in circumference, and would take us seven months to get there in a rocket ship, travelling 7,000 miles whilst from our own planet. Earth which races around our sun at 70,000 miles per hour, is 7,000 times hotter than lava, that spews out our seven volcanoes each year on Earth. Blimey! Before you can get your head around that, we have more to go. There are seven wonders of the Earth, currently sprawling with seven billion humans, with seven million of them travelling the seven seas every week, which is made of seven days. And on Wednesday, a very special Wednesday indeed, Three times seven years ago twenty one on the two times seventh fourteenth of june nineteen ninety five at the John Radcliffe Hospital, the five billionth, seven hundred and millionth, two thousand nine hundred and thirtieth person to be alive, cradled in the loving arms of Martin and Tamsin Chorley, swaddled in awe, a baby named Catherine Louise Chorley was brought onto planet Earth, and I have known her seven percent of her life. Nick named Katie she'd shuffle around on the brown carpet on a bottom of the tiny home in a small English village called Hermitage. She'd cry waterfalls all through the night, a choral accompaniment to the rhythmic rumbles and shudders of the nearby army base. And oh she cried. Her older sister Jessica she didn't like it and would ask Tamsin and Katie when Katie would be taken away. When Katie wanted to play, Jessica crossed her arms and stomped away, Katie shuffling fast to catch up. And so she created an incredible world to play in all by herself. In this world, she'd often be a dog. Sometimes Jessica would join in, but Jessica didn't take too much notice of Patch, a black Labrador, who would sit next to Katie at mealtimes. No one else could see her furry friend, though, but in her mind he was so really, really soft and fluffy and energetic too, at the age of seven she thought herself to be a daddy's girl. At the age of 17, she knew this not to be quite so. At six months old, daddy left on duty and was very little around. Mum and dad parted ways shortly after. Superhero mother Tamsin had to look after both Katie and Jessica single-handedly and by golly, what a job he did. Katie and her sister went to myriad after myriad of school lessons, which bought their mother time while she worked overtime to pay rent and food. They both sung, danced, performed. What a great voice they had too. Katie and Jessica, however, would never duet. Two different people with two contrasting styles. Katie had lots of friends in the early years of secondary school. She was imaginative, funny and great company. She thoroughly enjoyed art and what a good artist she was. She'd bounce from social group to social group, camping out late with cool kids who smoked weed, then hanging out at the skate park with another group, joining gaming nights with another. Soon, sixth film hit. Her girlfriends became more girly and started to move apart. They made Katie feel self-conscious, and with all their gossiping, back-to-back chat, back-chat lip gloss, bouncing from social group to social group, Katie soon became aware. Not only did she rarely fit in and stay, but Katie preferred the company of guys. They don't judge. And they accepted her quirky, wacky self without judging her. As her gossips would, her uh, girlfriends would gossip, giving her looks and shunning her non-status-quo personality. Her mum, Tamzin, met Pad, who took them to amazing places, especially Thailand. But Pad didn't work out. Pad didn't work out. And a few years later, she met one of the most important people of Katie's life. An unlikely character from what North... Timothy Hudson, had his own fair share of turmoil. He'd been through it all, and this made him an incredibly strong and grounded character. A wise owl. Wise and mysterious. However, to the three ladies, he did something quite simple, but also something quite incredible. He supported and grounded the whole family. He offered perspective, and most of all, he offered his time. He. It wasn't easy at first. Katie and Jessica had being a close team, looking after themselves and each other, but slowly they warmed to him, and almost for the first time, things began to feel more normal. Like a normal family. Tim had to often pick up Katie from her late nights out, once from a police station. In return, Katie would help him with his many DIY projects. During sixth form, Katie went through a rough time, a tough patch, unsure of where she fit in, and felt lost. A romance ended in her feeling betrayed and alone, and... At this time, was everyone was very excited to, be, to flee off to university. Katie chose not to, and instead to work. She left her Saturday job at a small tea room called Beryl's Tea Rooms, and a debt and join a debt collecting company. She got paid more, but felt like she belonged less. She was highly sociable at this period, visiting lots of friends often, and she became very close to the friends that she's now with, and also chose not to leave, to leave university. In search for a less intimidating environment, she joined an electronics company. This was a good fit for a while. Then the boss's son, who worked there, became highly irritating. And they worked her far too hard and paid her far too less for what she did. Although she enjoyed some trips out of the office to measure meat temperature and dabbled with her technical drawings, this just wasn't for her. She had boyfriends, some whom her family didn't approve. Katie knows exactly what she wants. Or more so, when something doesn't feel right. And is not, she's not shy to turn down a relationship or anything for the matter if it doesn't feel right. One night, at a pub, her friends advised she downloaded a dating app. And just try it out. So she did. Driving back from Bristol, I, having recently downloaded an app with my mates, I sat in a small service station close to a small village in a hermitage. Browsing the app, reading profile after profile, I found her. of Katie's life has been shared partly with myself. Such a small number, but as you may believe, a lucky number. I don't believe in luck. Good people are rewarded with good things. At each life's breath, it may not seem as such, but if there was a word to describe Katie's personality, it would go to be patience. Patience sets everything straight, lets you act on decisions with good intentions, not of emotion. Katie waited to meet me, Katie waited to hold me, Katie waited to say yes to me and I waited 100% of my life until that point to meet somebody like her. Somebody who's brave yet can hold back, bites her tongue and listens, collect all those spoken ends of sentences, punchlines to a joke that showed somebody how they really felt. She sees details and things in the world and the people she meets and makes the people in her world feel good about themselves. She makes them laugh and caters for them. Occasionally, she'd be afraid to shine and open up to the world. But out of anyone, she feels feels sad when surrounded by selfishness. Then she'll act to offer her hand, to offer her care. And like the good gentleman that helped their family and her family, she offers her time. This is a very brief whistle-stop tour of an incredible human being supported by an amazing family. On average, I have about 70% of my life to live. I'd only be as lucky as the number itself to spend that with her. Thank you everybody for listening today. Uh, well, we've just got a lot of emails we could just all just stop sending through we've, we've, we've just got one in now we've got a tweet from uh, Mr. Darcy just to, to wish a lovely happy birthday to, to Katie Chorley have a fantastic 21st birthday Katie and he says you're, you're in for a treat uh, and a big surprise to, to, to today So so hold your horses and enjoy yourself alright everybody see you, goodbye This was brought to you by Darcy Darcy FM in